All right, welcome to the podcast. I am Pia Mulebeck. I'm here with Kane. Good evening. And this is Wine Time, the show where we crack open a bottle of bubbly and suggest you do the same. Not if you're driving, if you are driving, if you're allowed out of your house, as many of you Australians are, make sure you get home first before cracking open that bottle of wine. (laughs) And join us as we chat through (laughs) the week that was. So Pia, we are drinking two things today. What is number one? Is It it looks like a gin and tonic. So the first thing we're drinking, we actually went to a bar here in Surrey Hills called Low 302 mm-hmm. and we got a bunch of mojitos from them so we're drinking some like local mojitos that we just picked up in like a delivery service kind of style it's so weird hey? so we drove past there and they just gave us like a paper bag with cocktails in them so it's really weird I don't know how it is in your country but here in Australia things are opening up again now and what they've done is we actually drove to the bar I sent them an email previously saying hey look I'm coming in can I please get I think I got four mojitos yeah it was four and he basically gave me what looked like a blood bag I know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which is always really weird but it was a blood bag full of like juice and a load of I think mint is it mint in a mojito yeah there's yeah. mint yeah yeah and that was it and so I just paid him and I got back in my car and drove home and we now, did a takeaway bar night yeah do you know what it's actually starting to feel kind of normal the weirdness is that things are getting back to normal yeah and that feels weird for me now honestly like me coming like having close encounters with people now feels odd because for a while yeah. there Ken and I were totally avoiding we didn't even we live on like you know uh, the seventh floor of an apartment building so we live kind of high up in the air (laughs) and for a while there we weren't even catching the elevator we were taking the stairs instead of going in the elevator purely because we didn't want to be in such close proximity to other elevator guests we've been doing like little home workouts and all that but not an awful lot of cardio but going up and down the stairs was actually quite good but yeah things in australia it's weird like we're getting back to normal i i know that i've never been a uh a positive person when it comes to australia's prime minister i think he's a bit of a buffoon um (laughs) with especially with the bushfires and all the stuff he's done in the past but when it comes to the to this situation He's done all right, don't you think? Yeah, totally. It's so weird because I feel like in the space of like four months, Mm. everyone was so disappointed with our government. Yeah. And then now it feels like they've done a pretty good job, to be quite honest. I know today there's a bit of a scandal, you know, that they've overestimated how many unemployment benefits they need to give. But I'd rather them overestimate it than underestimate it. I think think what's actually happened, and this is the harsh reality of, of politics in Australia, is it is more related to business than it is to our kind of well-being. So when the bushfires were going on and lots of animals were dying, well, that didn't really affect our economy too badly. A little bit, and, you know, it definitely affected tourism, but it wasn't the whole economy. Now that the economy is completely crippled, the government are far more proactive in fixing it. And actually, they've done a very, very good job. So That's actually a really sad comparison that now that you make it's it. It's true, though. The bushfires killed mainly animals, yeah. and this is now affecting mainly the economy. And the one thing that we care about more than our animals is money. Yeah, I That's mean... That's really sad. I think that this time um, in lockdown has made a lot of people become quite aware of what's going on on the planet. So I think we're going to come out of this thing with a lot more kindness in our hearts yeah and i, I think, really believe that yeah i also think people are really they're taking a little bit of time 
which mostly in life you kind of don't have. You know, life is really fast paced. Exactly, you have to go from school to uni or whatever, and you know, you train into your into your career, and then Mm. after that, it's like fast paced. You've got all these demands from your boss. You never really take a step back and go, "Oh, what do I actually really want? What do I actually really cherish?" And I think a lot of people are taking that step back now, and I think a lot of humans are really trying to you know, get back to nature, maybe get a bit more space in their yeah. living environment, get a little backyard, something like that, and just, like, reassess what it is that's important to them. Because at the end of the day, it's not really a fat bank account. It's more about the life that you lead. So one thing that has happened with this whole quarantine thing is because of my love of food, <laughs> definitely gotten fat. You haven't got fat, babe. Well, I haven't got thinner. Well, yeah, neither of us have got thinner, <laughs> for sure. I feel like we went into this whole quarantine with, like, this real go-getter attitude where we were like, yeah, home workouts every day. And we started really strongly. And I think just the lack of cardio in the apartment has made both of us just a little bit more sedentary than before. I don't even know if it's that. I think it's, a, it's, it's that plus also... If you are, like we're self-employed, right? We've got mm. a company and we're self-employed. When business gets under duress, like everyone's businesses with this whole virus thing. Yeah, you freak out and you focus on that rather than yeah. focusing on like the cherries on top in yes. your life. Yeah. So normally we'd wake up at 6, 6 a.m. We would train till like 7.30, have a relaxed breakfast, start work at around about 9. Yep. Now we're waking up at 6 a.m. and straight on the computer because everyone like us, is in this kind of semi-transient but also permanent panicked state. Well, it's hustle mode, yeah, right? hustle mode. Hustle mode, yeah. you got to like get down. that's a problem because you still need to focus on your fitness. I know. Because that helps your brain work. Especially when your content revolves around your fitness. <laughs> well, mine doesn't, but yours definitely does. Yeah, I know. It's a problem. I get up, I'm like, oh my God, so many emails. We have to sort all this out. Mm. And then I'm skipping like a little morning workout. Yeah. And it's so weird because normally our routine is trained first thing in the morning on an empty stomach. We're yep. very used to that, feeling really light. It gets us energetic for the whole day and lately because we've been like waking up and looking after emails and messages and like I don't know I, I guess more like computer work first thing in the morning we've been leaving the training to the evening and that does not work for no, me. no 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 if you leave the training to the evening with the best in, we've both had the best intentions in the world but when you leave the training to the evening and then it gets to 4 30 and you know you're meant to take your pre-workout you're meant to start getting ready but you haven't quite finished your day yeah, yeah. then it ends up being 7 p.m and then you're hungry so you think oh i have dinner first and so tomorrow tra- yeah and then you, you put it off and I, yeah it hasn't hasn't been great and I, yeah. I looked at my Apple watch because my watch tracks all of our well it tracks all of my fitness but that's pretty much the same as all of your fitness because we train together Yeah. and like a month before this whole thing I think we trained 29 days out of 31 Yeah. in January mm-hmm. and now we're in what May and in April I think we trained 7 no mind you I've been training while you've still been in bed well so Kane's never been much of a runner so mm. He actually wants to start running because he's more of he's more of the weightlifting kind of guy who you know will go to the gym, be fairly relaxed, never really pumps oh. his heart rate up too much, and oh just no, goes and lift. Get my heart rate yeah, up. right. Never. But you just lift heavy weights, and yeah. so you're you're quite muscular, but you're not really great with your cardio. Well, I did a bit of research, and like despite being strong, like strong people, like bodybuilders, often have heart attacks. Yeah, because their cardiovascular system 
is not moving the nutrients around. They've got cholesterol build up. And yeah, all sort of stuff. it's actually not healthy. Nah. Like in 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 the actual body composition, like the grand scheme of things, being healthy requires some cardio. Yeah, and also being like I know I'm probably going to get a lot of hate for this, but there is an argument that being like the epitome of health is is not muscular. It's kind of skinnier. Yeah, it's lean. Yeah. Lean, yeah, that's the word. And I'm definitely not that. So I'm just worried that I'm getting to that point in my life where if I don't kind of control the red wine intake with dinner, if I don't control the after-dinner cheese and things like that, <laughs> thing, it could get out of hand and I could end up looking like, um, you know, Friar Tuck. So <laughs> I'm on day three of a running challenge. And the goal is, what was it? By the end of the month, I can run an hour? Yeah, you have to run an hour. I achieved but eight minutes today. regularly run an hour. I mean, like, as your daily exercise. Oh, yeah, no. but Not just one time. No, but we're starting off. Yeah. Like yesterday, we did five minutes of a run, mm. and I had an asthma attack. Well, we looked it up, and the way to start running, for people who don't run, and this is weird because I actually did a poll on my Instagram of people who prefer cardio to weights. Mm, I saw and that. it's weird because I love cardio. I'm very much a runner. Like, I love getting outside. I don't even listen to music. Nah, I think you it's, are, like, so meditative. You are an absolute anomaly when i met pia she would go for a run and i'd be like i would start like f calling her <laughs> after like an hour and a half thinking oh my goodness she's dead two hours would pass and then she'd come in the door covered in sweat i'd be like where were you she's like oh i went for a run you know <laughs> just just went out and yeah. she loved it she wouldn't even know the time had passed but i think you're the unicorn most people are not runners like that yeah i really i really enjoy running and i was quite surprised because i think on my instagram poll it was like something like 86 percent of people prefer weights to running yeah. but running or some sort of cardio activity is actually super important for your overall health and well-being so we're getting kane into the running game he's not much of a runner at the moment but we looked it up and the way to start is actually to start with like shorter time frames mm -hmm. not really focus on distance too much to begin with but rather say all right let's try five minutes yeah. running but i will get to 60 minutes by the end of the month mm. and i think from that point onwards my health should be better because i honestly i just feel s like a sloth yeah <laughs> when i get out of bed i normally the alarm goes off and i'm normally the first person to jump up i'm, like, I'm ready to go and now i'm like i roll out of bed and but the less you do the less you want to do exactly yeah so it's good to have a runner in the house motivating me and this running thing is brand new for me if you want to follow along our journey make sure you um uh, follow our YouTube channel mm. because I'm documenting it. I'm not going to actually do this daily. I'm going to video it daily, but I'm going to upload one video at the end that's 30 minutes long or something. Yeah, so like in, in 30 days, there'll yeah. be a video on our YouTube channel that shows the entire progress. Exactly, and I think that's better. I'm, I'm kind of interested in watching that myself to see if there's any progress. So we took before and after. There better be progress. <laughs> Otherwise, it's going to be a bit of a dud of a video, isn't it? If you're going to run for five <laughs> minutes after a month. <laughs> if there's no progress, if there's no progress, I'm definitely not putting the before shots up either. <laughs> if there's no progress, you'll know why there's no video. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen the movie austin powers yes i've seen all of them okay so you know i think it's in austin powers 2 when he's cryogenically frozen in the ice and he's got this big hairy chest and he's like <laughs> pulling this funny face <laughs> yeah. and then they thaw him out yeah like 40 years later in 2010 or something uh-huh right mm -hmm. that's a thing you can now do is it legit you can actually do it in Australia, in South Australia, you can pay 150,000 Australian dollars 
And when you die, they will freeze you and put you in a block of ice. Oh, yeah, I saw this. And wait. Yeah. Until yeah. the technology exists for you, for them to be able to kind of, I don't know, reinvigorate us or take our DNA and make a clone of us yeah. or whatever it is. And that is now a thing that you can do here in Australia. That's crazy. That is like something out of a sci-fi movie. I did actually see a little article on this. And so they don't actually have the methods of defrosting you yet. No, right? like you, They can't actually bring you back to life yet, but they're just freezing you right now so that in 100, 200 years, if, they, if no, that technology... No, not 100 years. I reckon we're like two years away. Do you reckon? Have you not seen David Blaine, the magician? Yes. Okay, so he... I've seen this clip of him in New York, right? He puts his hand in his pocket and he pulls out a fly, a dead fly, like a house fly. Are and you about to tell me that a, a magician is teaching you science? Because, yes. you know, these are optical illusions, no, right? No, you no, are no, aware no, that magicians no. are not doing real things, yes? Yeah. <laughs> you know that magic is real. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is legit real because I know how this trick is done. So what you do, you catch a house fly and you put it in the freezer. It drops to the floor of your freezer and it freezes. You then put it in your pocket and then you run as quickly as you can to the park and you find an unsuspecting person who wants to take part in your magic trick. You then reach into your hand and you pick out this frozen slash dead fly. Then you hold it on your hand and you breathe on it like that. <laughs> I think that's how you do it. I don't know. I'm not a qualified magician yet. <laughs> and the fly will then start buzzing and and fly off your hand and fly into the park. Are you kidding me? No joke. So it have you looked up the difference between a cell structure of a fly and a cell structure of a human? Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do that after the podcast. Because what happens to human cells typically, because we have so much water in our bodies, you know when you freeze water, it kind of turns into these um, – crystallized spikes well it also expands it Water expands, expands. so you're telling me the ice would break through the, our veins yeah so what happens typically when mm. you freeze a human body is there's there's water within our cells right we're actually made up of like more than 70 percent water so what happens when you freeze water is it kind of turns into like you know like the spikes yeah i've seen it before like kind of like about. yeah like ice spikes and they yeah. break through the cell membrane and then actually break all of the all of your cellular structure so what i've seen is that what they're doing is replacing the water in your cells with something else well maybe they're just freezing you real quick because i know that in austin powers they use liquid nitrogen and I'm pretty certain Austin Powers is pretty accurate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to look at Don't it. Don't forget, this isn't new. Water will, be, water will then be removed from the cells and replaced with glycerol-based chemicals. How? I don't know. I don't want them to do this to me. I just want them to take a little blood sample, right? Yeah. If and I what, regrow you? Yeah, because <laughs> if I died now at my age... I don't want to come back at this age. What do you want to come back at? Like 12. <laughs> Why wouldn't you want to start again? Actually, that's a good point. I if don't you want freeze to go yourself at like 98. Say you die at 98 so and you freeze boring, yourself. Like will you rubbish. come back at 98? You're, you're paying all that money to come back for another 18 months. But do you know they only have room for four bodies at a time? And what? there are 27 so there are 27 founding members of this facility in Australia. 
And they only have room for 40 bodies, each of which will last in the facility for 500 years. I mean... So I think they've only got space for like 13 people. I mean, that seems like... This sounds like a cult. <laughs> yes. This sounds like a really good way <laughs> to get a load of cash real quick. <laughs> Just get everyone who dies to pay um, you 150 grand. Mate, give us your savings. I promise you within 500 years of your death... You might come back. You might. No guarantee. Please sign this waiver. But how many people are they getting to sign this and say, yeah, 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 you're yeah, part yeah, of the yeah. first oh, 40. 100%, 100%. And then instead they just dispose of the... Po- is that is that speculative? In other news, Obviously Pia and I are starting a company called Pia Freeze. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> For just $100,000 a month, we will freeze... <laughs> we will freeze you until the technology exists. To un- is this stupid? It could be 500 years. It could be 500 years until the technology exists. So you know they reckon that... Uh, I've heard because I've heard so many conspiracy theories about Walt Disney. Yeah. And obviously, I don't want to talk bad about Disney because Disney is literally my bread and butter now. Official ambassador of Disney over here. I don't think you can say that. You really aren't. I definitely am. <laughs> I think I think I can say I'm the official. He's, a, he's the new Mickey Mouse. <laughs> not the official ambassador, <laughs> an official ambassador. That's One true, of that's the true. many people on Instagram that has promoted Disney Plus. Yes. I fall into that category. Yeah, you do. But let me tell you, when I get to Epcot Center, mm-hmm. I'm going to be there with a the badge going, excuse me, I'm an ambassador. Can I please get to the front of the line? <laughs> Can I please get a security escort? <laughs> yeah, apparently Walt Disney has been cryogenically... Fr- fr- cryogenic- yes. <laughs> What's the word? <laughs> cryogenically frozen. <laughs> That's it. Struggle Street today. I think he's been frozen. Like Apparently, he, yeah. he, had, he had the money, right? Like You would do it. I mean, it's, if 150K is nothing to you when you die, you may as well have a crack, right? Well, here's the thing. I don't think you need to be frozen. D- isn't there a rumour that he's like frozen in the actual Disney castle in <laughs> Disneyland? <laughs> I mean, maybe. I'll tell you when I go there on my next I sponsored think he's job. he's like in a tomb and he's like in the actual castle. I mean, that's the sort of insane thing I would do. Yeah. If I was Disney. Yeah, right. I would be doing like some crazy stuff. Like I would have my my coffin the shape of Mickey Mouse's ears. <laughs> it's just funny and stuff. And every day you'd come back with a hologram. Why not? <laughs> um, no, we, all joking aside, I, I have actually in my will, like this is actually actually true. I probably shouldn't say this because it's quite morbid. But in my will, I have pre-recorded videos of me dancing with like, I took my camera, I rotated it 90 degrees so it was portrait like a TikTok. Um, and I... <laughs> Not a TikTok, obviously. <laughs> I did this way before TikTok. <laughs> I'm also a TikTok fan right now. But what I did was I filmed myself in portrait, right? Mm. Dancing. Mm-hmm. So that at my funeral, heaven forbid, should I ever die, my executor, executor, executor? Executor. Why can't you pronounce words I'm today? I'm seven mojitos deep right now. <laughs> The executor of your will. He is going to take TVs. Why is it a man? Because I know who it is. It's my mate, Dominic. Did you just shush me a tiny bit? (laughs) Dominic is going to take TVs, rent them from JB Hi-Fi, rotate them at 90 degrees and play video footage of me dancing so that at my funeral, you will be able to dance along with me if you didn't get the chance to have a dance with me when I was alive. Okay, so you're one of those guys. A cool dude. You're gonna you're gonna do a full on this is a happy funeral. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Let's all sing Kumbaya. 
<laughs> I, yeah, I mean, basically that's where it is. But I would do this frozen thing, but I don't think you necessarily need to be frozen. I think they just need to freeze your DNA because I think what's going to happen, by the time they can actually unfreeze us and bring us back to life, mm. right, mm. in the future, yeah, I think they'll also be able to take our DNA and just grow another one of us because they can always already grow that's like an... so weird. The idea of growing a human no, from because like a petri they, dish when I was is a, so weird. When I was a kid, I think when you was a kid, I saw on the news that they grew a human ear on the back of a mouse. Yeah. Yeah? I feel so bad for that mouse. No, he had the best hearing in the world. (laughs) (laughs) No, that is just (laughs) mutation. I mean, it's not great for the mouse. Like, his legs would have been under pressure and stuff like that. But also, he had a whole freaking appendage on the back of him. An enhancement. (laughs) Yes. But I think it was Dolly Parton, right? You know the singer? Yeah. She froze her two dogs oh, in yeah, South Korea. Oh, my God. You're totally right. And she got them remade. Like, like they, We are now in 2020. Oh, wow. She took her dogs that were getting old. They took the DNA and they cloned them. They cloned and then them. when her dogs died, they gave her two puppies that were exact clones of the two dogs that had just died. So then she had the, the whole personality and the whole dog and it looked the same. No. Same, what? It's it's the same DNA. It's the same chemical makeup, but your personality is derived from both your chemical balance and your environmental circumstances. Yeah, but they would have been the same. Well, they would have been similar, similar, but they wouldn't have had the same upbringing, the same thoughts, and the same like things happen to them. You as a person is a combination of your environment mm-hmm. and your DNA. And the two can never be replicated. Well, so if you were, so you're saying it won't. I won't come back with my memories. You won't. No, and you won't. You, if you were to come back as a clone of yourself, you wouldn't have the same environmental circumstances that make you you. So here's the thing: if you don't come back with your memories, there's no point in any of this. Exactly. Because you won't know what's happened. You may as well just like be born as a new boy. No, but what they're no point, trying right? to do is free someone. Memories and all, and you can't the thing freeze that, memories and no, all. but the, the thing that they're preserving the most is the brain. They're focusing very much on preserving the brain as much as they can. They don't need, so they're they're they don't need a little refrigerator for you, <laughs> little <laughs> mini fridge. The aim of this is is to bring people back, not to clone them, but to bring that person back in the future. I don't think that can happen, and that is purely based. I upon don't care what you think. You're not <laughs> scientifically trained. You have no, no but clue. I, I'm gifted with the gift of logic. I just don't. I, don't, I really am. I'm a very sensible. Beyond, the, obviously, on the podcast, I probably come across a little bit whimsical, but <laughs> I'm. Really, like, logical when it comes to thinking. and So I don't why, why would you say that it couldn't happen? My brain has a set of functions it can do, as do my muscles, as does my heart, mm. as all of my organs. They all just do stuff. Mm-hmm. What makes me me is this crazy thing that we can't quite... It's an untangible thing we can't grasp, yeah? Yeah. If I take my heart and I put it in a donor, or if I donate my heart to someone that needs it, my heart will carry on and f- and fix that person. Yes, right? of course. Your organs are I just. I can't take my conscience. I can't take my soul. I can't take my personality and donate it to someone else. So once that's gone, but that's in your brain. Your description of soul, I guess, is just your personality, right? And that yeah. comes from your chemical makeup yes. plus your environmental experiences. So that, that ain't you your had. brain. So I yes, of course it's your brain. No, it ain't. If you if your brain went to sleep tomorrow and yeah. then in a month woke you up from a coma, for instance, 
Yes. You're still the same person. Okay, that's an interesting argument because if you were in a coma for an extended period of time, all of your all of your bodily functions other than kind of, you know, the conscious functions are still going. Exactly. Whether whether it's supported by a machine or not. Yeah. You're still kind of technically alive. The point is you're not alive when you're frozen. You're actually just like you're the only reason they freeze you is to preserve the decay of your DNA and your bodily structure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It ain't to preserve your conscience. No, but what I expect they're trying to do is do a similar thing to you coming out of a coma. Okay, so if I shoot... And obviously the technology doesn't exist yet, but they're starting to freeze people. And that's an interesting thing. I don't want to be unfrozen. I want to have my DNA preserved so that they can grow a new version of me. There's no point... See, that's crazy. Why right. would you want to clone yourself? Imagine imagine you die at 70. Why do you want to be rejuvenated at 71 years old? Well, I'm sure by that time there's some anti-aging technologies. But wouldn't it be better just to kind of take your DNA and grow a new embryo and then come out at one years old well, as Then you. you would never know that that's happened. You're dead anyway. Oh, yeah, that's true. What's the point of that then? You're just another human that has totally different personality, totally different experiences, and you, as a person, never know that that's happened. So when you die, you die anyway. Okay, so that... You may as well just have a kid. Oh, maybe we should just focus on climate change and coronavirus (laughs) and not worry about living forever. Because it brings up too many issues in my brain. (laughs) So a quick update on how Australia is doing coronavirus-wise. We are now at the point where we are loosening our restrictions. So we went on lockdown pretty quickly, pretty early on. And I think because we have such a, uh, such a low number like of population per square kilometre, yeah. and also because we're an island, we were able to control and manage the virus quite quickly. Yeah. And by imposing social distancing restrictions and lockdowns, they've managed to keep this pretty under control. So now we're at the point where where, you know, things are opening up again. We are loosening restrictions. At the moment, we're allowed to go go and go even to a pub and a restaurant with 10 other people. And I think from tomorrow... tomorrow no, next week. Next week, it's 50. Okay, so from next week on, we're able to go to venues with 50 other people. Mm. So things are starting to normalise a lot here. The thing for me with that whole situation, and I, I'm very I'm very for it from, a, from an economic point of view, obviously, I've all of my friends... Literally, every one of my friends has suffered financially with this whole business situation. Mm-hmm. More so than the sickness. I actually only know one person who has coronavirus, and that's in the UK. So I don't know anyone in Australia that's had it. No. Um, but so many people have been devastated by yeah. the economic impact, really. There's so much like unemployment, so many people suffering with their businesses because of what we've had to do to control this virus. So mm. I think them opening things up again and loosening the lockdowns is is it's it's a good idea. My only concern with opening it out and bringing everyone kind of out of their houses is that if if we're to believe that this came from the wet markets in Wuhan mm. that's one or two people that were exposed to it and then it spread globally. Mm. So the fact that we haven't completely eradicated it like yesterday we had I think nine cases the day before we had four cases like we're still bubbling bubbling along you know yeah, we've still yeah. got new cases popping which up mean, so you're saying like if there's one person that has it that means it could grow yeah you know it can it can spread like, so quickly i, it's I so would contagious. love to be in a position like i don't know it sounds a little bit maniacal but for me i would much rather be in a position where if i was a leader i would have locked everyone down and 
got the military out to make sure no one leaves their house. I would have supplied food to every household and said, stay home for 14 days. Do not leave or you're going straight to prison. And I know that that can't work. I'm not a, that's why I'm not a world leader. But that would have been my dream situation so that we could definitely be sure on this island there is no cases. Mm. Because for as long as there is one case, I feel anxious that that could then escalate to two, to four, to eight, to 16, to 32. And suddenly, that, you know, that... But that that's why they're opening things up so slowly. They're, just, they're seeing how it goes. If mm. there's a huge second wave, they'll lock things down again. So it's kind of yeah. Also, they're now prepared for it in the hospitals. That's they've right. Got, they've got a lot of extra ICU beds. They've yep. got ventilators at hand. They know how to deal with it. And I think it just took a little while for them to lock things down to prevent things getting out of hand from a medical standpoint. Yeah, I saw that they are. Um, they've they've gone to they've cancelled the Olympics and postponed it to next year. Yes. In in is it Tokyo? I think Japan. It's Tokyo, and it's it's now moved to June next year. You can't host an Olympics. Until all the countries are doing okay. No, of course. Because if all the countries are doing okay, then not everyone can attend. Because let's say, I don't know, Barbados has it real bad. Or America has it real bad. If America can't open their borders because of they're still dealing with it next year, which yeah. quite likely America will be, mm. um, how are they going to send their 15 best you know, athletes to Tokyo? Like, no one in Japan is going to want to receive that. Yeah. If, <laughs> if so. things don't get better by mid-2021, they're just going to can the entire the Olympics. The entire thing. Yeah, and they're going to move on to 2024 in Paris. Oh, that sucks because I I'll know. tell you what, the, the Olympics is a huge tourism economic driver. I know. Every country. That's, what, that's one of the reasons why it rotates around the planet. It's also something that really unites the world. Yeah, I love the Olympics. Yeah, it's like something that like everybody gets together, everybody participates in. And also, imagine being an athlete right now. Oh, and you've I been know. training for the last four years well, you have for your, the Olympics. You, you, but you're training to that peak. Yeah. You try, like, you know, when you're a bodybuilder, you, you bulk, then you shred, then you bulk, then you shred, and you do, you, you time yeah, it yeah, just yeah. right. Yeah, you time it just right. And they left it really late to announce that they were firstly like deferring it I mean, until they didn't 2021. Know. They didn't have a clue. I know, they had to suss out the situation, but they left it a long time. So everyone was still in training mode thinking, oh, it's happening in three months, it's mm. happening in three months. Then suddenly it gets canned till the next year, which means like, when do you get to have that pizza? You know? Yeah. I feel like if you're an Olympic athlete, you yeah. like train, 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 you're strict, strict, strict. Straight and you have this you like huge ramp up. And, <laughs> <laughs> and then after that, you can have your blowout. But here's the thing, right? Every country is dealing with this pandemic differently. Mm. So look at somewhere like uh, Brazil. Yeah. Yeah. I would argue that Brazil are probably offering out some of the best athletes on the planet. Oh, absolutely. In every sport. Like Soccer. They're every sport. They're really great. Yeah. They also have the highest number of daily deaths from coronavirus right now. Right. So, so they're not going to allow it, travel. Is it realistic that Brazil's borders are going to be open in 12 months' time? I don't know. No one knows. But honestly, probably not. Unless with, there's a vaccine of, course, of some sort. The vaccine changes everything. But also with a vaccine, you know, like I'm not an anti-vaxxer by any stretch. I've had every vaccine under the sun because I've travelled so much. Mm. But also I'm very well aware that you can't take a vaccine and then expect it to work immediately. Like There are, there are years of trials and tweaks to make these vaccines great. Mm. And even something like the flu virus, that vaccine is revised every year, literally mm. yearly. You get the vaccine for flu and that vaccine only covers the best, the best, the strongest four and five 
strains. Uh, strains of flu from the mm. year before. Mm. So this is going to be an ongoing thing. It isn't going to be like, oh, we've fixed it, let's go. Mm. So unless Brazil have sorted stuff out, unless America have sorted that stuff out, mm. unless they're just Germany can have. It. Well, now they're, just, they're discussing just canning the entire oh, you know, Olympics and then just moving on to Paris 2024. So as of June 1st, we're actually going to be, the restrictions are being lifted and we're allowed to go on holiday. Right now, we're not allowed to use Airbnbs. Airbnb has been deemed illegal here in Australia temporarily, mm. just mm. to kind of make sure that everyone stays at home. But on June 1st, it all opens up again. So what Pierre and I are going to do, and we're calling it the Big Aussie Adventure, we're actually going to start exploring exclusively Australia and really go hard with this. So our plan is to spend a third of the time in luxe places, a third in mid-level accommodation, and mm -hmm. a third of the time travelling through budget holiday destinations in Australia, but really trying to find the gems to make it cool, right? You like know to what? make it really fun. I'm genuinely excited about this because we haven't done the whole kind of budget backpacking thing for a long time. But that is kind of what really sparked a lot of excitement and uh, kind of fun in our relationship back I in the day. I know. A lot of you guys might not know this, but like we literally did a backpacking tour yeah. on buses where for a few weeks we just got on and off this bus and we would go to all these different places up and down the east coast of Australia with just a backpack and a few like clothes, some thongs, a little straw hat and nothing else really. That was the trip where I bought some pretty cheap white shorts. And then, <laughs> <laughs> do you remember this? Yeah, you got like, in the well, water. Every, like every time the bus stops, I'd put my white swimming trunks on. <laughs> And get in the water and hang out with Pierre and joke around and blah, blah, blah. And then dry off and then get back on the bus. But over this period of like two weeks of the travel, I kind of became friends with everyone on the bus, as you would expect you would. Yeah. But it wasn't until the last night that everyone told me that my shorts were see-through when they got wet. <laughs> the entire time. I couldn't believe it. Why did no one tell me on day one? <laughs> like everyone saw my nuts. Everyone was just enjoying the view, babe. I don't think they were enjoying anything. <laughs> so that's what we're doing. We're actually going to travel through Australia. We're going to do all of the states. Um, we're going to take the Tesla for a lot of it. Yeah. We're going to take the dog as much as we can. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to work with every brand that we possibly can to try and promote tourism. Yes. And I think that's a good vibe thing. It's what we do for work normally. And now we're going to do it to try and reinvigorate our economy. And I'm very, very excited. Yeah, we're going to explore our own backyard. So what we're going to do on BigAussieAdventure.com is we're not just going to post the vlogs. We're also going to be very, very diligent. We're going to take a couple other people with us. I've got a video guy who's going to help me with video. I've got a writer who's going to help me write blog posts. And we're going to have blog posts, videos. Pia's going to obviously post her excessive amount of Instagrams all the time. <laughs> um, and we're going to really kind of do our absolute best to promote travel because yeah. that's what we do best yeah exactly and i think we're just going to take this opportunity to check out what australia has to offer because both of us being from europe you know are pretty psyched to be here i reckon this is going to be the best content we ever make so yeah. i'm very very excited this is going to be our big aussie adventure i love it
Oh, time is up, and that's where we're going to end today's episode of Wine Time. If you enjoyed this podcast, please make sure you're subscribed and have hit that five-star rating on this episode. Every little bit helps, so we really appreciate that. If you fancy keeping up with our antics outside of this podcast, you can always follow us on Instagram. The links are in this description, or you can check out our YouTube channel where we post at least two videos a week. If you'd like to check out our website, which has heaps of posts, as well as all our photo and video presets, head over to caneandpeer.com. That's www.caneandpeer.com. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you in the next one. Oh,